Hello and welcome into the Facilitation Studio. I'm your author, John Soonart, a design strategist based in Glasgow, Scotland. Issue 10, starting a conversation off well. You know that awkward pause when you open up the floor for discussion? The one where everyone looks at you blankly and you're not sure if you've made a horrible error, you've totally misunderstood something fundamental, or perhaps you aren't actually speaking the same language as your collaborators. Today, we're going to talk about how to avoid that moment. For a long time, I had approached discussions believing that my collaborators were ready to pitch in. We'd done icebreakers, they were experts. So why did no one seem happy to make the first contribution? I'd fire out a question and wait for a response. If none was forthcoming, I'd eventually direct the question at one person, and maybe we'd start a discussion, slowly expanding to involve other people. That approach never feels natural, and I believe it's an imperfect collaboration. There we're fostering discussion, not the dialogue that we want. One way to avoid that awkward pause and the lost momentum is to craft starter questions before the session. Me advocating you do even more preparation for a session. Who could imagine that? A starter question empowers collaborators to respond. It dispels a sense of a wrong answer and gives them a soft in to the conversation. It embraces them as individuals and it sets the expectation of what's to happen next. I picked up this format from Secrets of Collaboration, which is an excellent textbook. A starting question has three key aspects. The first is image building. The second is extending that image to an answer. And the third is asking the direct question. Let's dissect an example. For context, imagine you're running a session with a group of teachers whilst designing a service that supports lesson planning and delivery. You want to understand the teacher's considerations when reusing an existing lesson plan for a new class. Conventionally, you might open your discussion by saying, what do you need to know before reusing a lesson plan with a new class? A good starter question, however, might look like this. I want to learn about the things you consider when you're planning a class. Let's do a bit of visualization. I want you to imagine you're sat wherever you generally do your planning. You're putting together lesson plans for next week, and you already have a great one you used last year with a previous class, so you're going to reuse it. What is the first thing you think about when you go back to that lesson plan? Let's break down that example. First, the image building. For this example, the image building is pretty simple. I want you to imagine you're sat wherever you generally do your planning. There is arguably a little bit of assumption there. What about people who are using standing desks? But I'm leaving lots of space for people to be using digital tools or paper to be on a bus or in a classroom. It's important that I'm inviting people into their own space and giving them the context from which they'll work. Next, we extend that image to an answer. I want to know about a specific thing, how they reuse lesson plans. So I give them a little context, which is based on some previous research. You're putting together lesson plans for the next week. You already have a great lesson plan you used last year with a previous class. So you're going to reuse it. I've now taken them from general, planning a lesson, to specific, reusing a lesson plan and hopefully triggered a visual memory that the collaborators can use to give me answers. Then we ask a direct question. This is a story of two halves. I don't want my collaborators to observe my initial image building and try to figure out where it's going, rather than be invested in the story. So I started the question with a signal of intent. I want to learn about things you consider when you're planning a class. It's not leading, it's not a demand, it's just a reassuring signpost. At the end of that question, I gave the direct question. What are the first things you think about when you go back to your lesson plan? 
that's a clear call for response in whatever medium you've briefed for that response to come back. It could be silent brainwashing exercise. It could be a small group discussion, a journey map, or any other tool you've chosen for this exercise. The result is by focusing on the format of the question I'm going to ask, I'm ensuring I'm more inclusive, people will feel more comfortable responding to their own experiences and less worried about being wrong. They'll also have a much better grasp of exactly what I want to know. This format of question will have less awkward silences and give you more valuable responses. Three other things to keep in mind. First, avoid leading questions. Leading questions are questions that suggest a particular answer or point of view. They're problematic 90% of the time because they limit the range of responses and perspectives the participants feel comfortable sharing. Instead, ask open-ended questions that invite participants to share their unique perspectives and experiences. Next, be action-orientated. Good starting questions should be thought-provoking and encourage participants to think deeply about their own lived experience. Finally, keep it simple. Keeping your starting questions simple and easy to understand is important. Avoid using jargon or technical language that might confuse participants or might show up your own lack of experience, and instead use language that's accessible and easy to understand. So, for your next workshop, prepare your starting questions. They're a straightforward way to elevate your sessions by eliciting the most valuable responses with the least awkwardness generated. Give it a go for your next workshop. You don't have to prepare them on the fly, though you'll start to get a hang of that as you gain experience, and you don't need to prepare them for every exercise. But for each workshop, choose one key moment and use this guide to consider exactly how you'll ask that all-important question. And that's it for today. So until next time, happy facilitating. Subscribe to this ongoing series from the Facilitation Studio and let's improve the quality of the collaborative environments you create.